0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: You have heard plenty about inflation over the last several years. But what about shrinkflation? The economy is changing the way your food tastes. It's not imaginary. It's it real. Is, it is absolutely real.
2: It's changing the way it tastes. It's changing our buying habits. It's changing the way they package goods.
1: Inflation's impact goes far beyond your wallet. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. I have worked in news for some time now, so there aren't many stories that get to me. But listening to WWJ on my way to work this morning, I heard something intolerable.
2: ...claim Oreos have gotten suspiciously smaller. They accuse the company of cutting back on the cream filling. One tells the Wall Street Journal there's so much less stuff between the two chocolate cookies now... ...the fork broke when he jabbed it in the middle, as he's always done, to dunk it in a glass of milk. And double stuffs he claims now contain the same amount of filling as a regular Oreo. Maker Mondelez makes no admission to shrinkage, but says it's
0: used a variety of strategies to combat higher costs for ingredients like. like cocoa and sugar.
1: After my rage subsided, I wondered just how far this concept of shrinkflation goes. No better person to talk to for that than WWJ Business Editor Murray Feldman. Is it a real thing?
2: It's a real thing because it's going on and people are calling it shrinkflation. So yeah, you know what? Shrinkflation is here. It means that you're getting less than you used to get because the packaging has been shrinking. And the reason that companies do this is because... They don't want to raise prices. This is just another form of inflation because you're paying more for less. And that's what it's all about. And they're doing it with all kinds of consumer products. They're doing it with snacks and pantry items, frozen food, meat products. Two out of three consumers across the country say they have noticed it. And half of them are so angry that they've changed their buying habits. They're buying different kinds of things that cost less. And give them
1: more i'm glad you said it in that way because the example that set up this episode was the folks at oreo are using less filling the cream inside the two cookies and the story says that some oreo lovers are so upset they're switching to hydrox which is like the other the (laughs) other brand i'll tell you what though murray i'm a little surprised and maybe i'm just not observant it must be a bigger deal if more people are noticing because i think the average person Probably doesn't look at every single package and remembers what it was last time weight-wise and then can compare that to what they see now. I I could not do that, I don't think. No, it's very difficult to do it, but you know what? Many supermarket receipts actually
2: have the product name on it and they have the weight of it. And you can keep your receipt and just check it with your next receipt and see how it measures up or maybe it doesn't measure up. Interestingly, the consumer price index comes out once a month where the government surveys 80,000 products that we buy and services that we use. Sometimes they go in and they look at them, physically look at them and write down how much they cost. Sometimes they call around if they can't get to the store. But what they also do is they take a look at how much it weighs, what kind of volume is there. And they use that in their uh calculation as to how our inflation rate went up or down so it may not all be in a higher price it may be in less stuff you're getting in that box and if it's less stuff you're getting in that box you may still be paying more for it in dollars and cents you're getting less maybe for a while the manufacturer kept the price stable but maybe eventually they started to move it up a little bit but you're still getting less than you did a year or a year and a half ago
1: You know, earlier I asked you if shrinkflation was real, and to me it was separate from inflation or a result of inflation. But it sounds like it's part of the way inflation is calculated. They think about the way things weigh versus the way they cost.
2: The federal government does when the federal government takes a look at how much inflation went up or down. It's not only the price, it's also the weight. How much are you getting for what you're paying?
1: So you said that two-thirds of Americans have noticed this. How common does that make it? I mean, is it everything that we see, half the things that we see? I mean, you only could do it with certain things, I think, right? Like you couldn't sell me 11 eggs and tell me I had 12. I would, I would pick that out. <laughs> right. But if my cream cheese is two ounces lighter, I may not notice it.
2: That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Or maybe what they're doing is they're not selling a dozen eggs anymore. Maybe they're selling eight. And the price is a little bit different. Maybe it's even a little bit lower. But when you add it all up and figure out how much you're getting for what you're paying, it's all about inflation. Shrinkflation is a form of
1: inflation. I think the consumers would feel duped or tricked. I mean, how do companies approach this? Because once you get found out, like the folks at Oreos are experiencing right now, people get angry.
2: How do you handle it as a company? Well, it's about damage control. What are you going to do? It all depends on your bottom line and how much you're really losing and how many people really notice it and are really angry enough to change their buying habits. You know, another thing that a lot of people have missed is the ingredients. Over the last year and a half, more than half of the companies that make consumer packaged goods have changed their ingredients in some way or an ingredient because of inflation. They found it's cheaper to put this in there, so we don't have to put that in, or whatever. But the bottom line is, I've heard a lot of people, and I've even noticed it myself, that say, this doesn't taste the way it used to. I used to like it more. Well, maybe that's because some of the ingredients are changing, and that's all about the higher cost. Last year, year and a half, it was also about the supply chain. They couldn't get certain things that they needed. So
1: they substituted, and many times, cheaper stuff. One of the reasons I love this story so much, people think about the economy in very cold terms, in dollars and cents. And that is true. That's one way to measure the economy. But as this story proves, the economy is changing the way your food tastes. It's not, <sighs> it's not imaginary. It's real. It is, it's real.
2: It is absolutely real. It's changing the way it tastes. It's changing our buying habits. It's changing the way they package goods. It's changing the way they do services, they perform services. You may not have a receptionist greeting you. You may have a big panel and you press who you want and it rings their office and they'll come down and get you. I mean, these are all things that are happening today. Airline seats, for years we've been talking about how airline seats are getting closer together. Not as much leg room as there used to be. Federal government has been looking into this for too long before coming up with a definitive decision on on what has to be done to correct this problem. But you don't have as much room as you used to. Why? Because they need more people on the planes. They want the plane to be full, and they can sell more seats that way. And they can even charge more for a seat with a little bit more leg room if they want. They've gotten away with that. And these fees bring them billions of dollars a year, Zach.
1: That, like, middle first class thing I think is hilarious. To me, it reminds me of I'm a car dealer. The price is 6900 bucks. You walk up, but before you show up, I flip it to 9900 <laughs> And then I say, I'm going to give you a deal, and I put it back to six. That's what the airline is doing. You are buying a more expensive seat for what you would have gotten standard back in the day. In many cases, that's the case. And then when you throw in what
2: day of the week you're buying that seat, that could change too because the prices fluctuate. They fluctuate so quickly, and they do with the uh, car rental companies too. It's all about supply and demand, and I guess there's some kind of algorithm that determines whether or not they should raise prices and by how much, and it often happens that way.
1: When I was a kid, the University of Michigan's football stadium was in competition with the University of Tennessee's stadium, and Michigan would make their stadium bigger every once in a while, but they would do it just by pinning the numbers more close together. There you go. So you'd get, instead of having 12 in a row, you'd have 14, but the bench was the same size. There you go.
0: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: I want to come to something, though, that you said to me before we flipped the mic on, that people need to be careful of what they point to or finger as shrinkflation. You mentioned the way people think about the environment and the way that packaging is changing. Can you touch on that for me? Right. So... A lot of
2: packaging is changing, not because they're shrinking the amount that you get inside, but because of the environment. They're finding better ways to do things. Michigan-based Kellogg Company that makes the cereals, they announced last year that their packaging was getting smaller, but that the stuff inside would remain the same. You wouldn't be getting less. And the reason they were doing this is because of the environment. Companies are finding new ways to use different kinds of materials. They're shrinking their packaging, but still providing, they say, the same amount inside when it's for environmental purposes. It enables them to use less product, less cardboard, fewer trees, and it also saves a lot of money in transportation. Oh, you because Yeah, fuel, and you can get more uh, items on the truck, and fuel has been rising a lot over the past couple of years. So there you go. They're finding new ways to save money. But the question is, are they always passing that savings onto the consumer?
1: Eh, not always. So that leads me to my last question. Let's say that eventually, which I'm hoping, I think everybody hopes that inflation eases back to something more manageable that we're used to, if that happens, will we see shrinkflation reverse? Will we see our packaging get bigger? Or is this one of those things where this is just the way it is now and we'll deal with it as is? Like, Does shrinkflation bounce back in packaging like that? Only time
2: will tell, Zach, but if I were betting, I would say no. (laughs) I would say no. Once they've got the consumer there, they're going to continue to cater to whatever makes the money. And it's interesting that when inflation was going up 4%, 5%, 6% over the past year and a half, many prices on goods and services were going up more than that. And the companies were actually telling their investors, their shareholders, hey, We're inflation-proof because we can still make a profit raising prices. Well, how can you do that unless you're raising them much more than inflation?
1: Most companies, surveys have shown, have done that. When a hurricane will hit Louisiana, for example, and you will see gas prices shoot up, the oil is already in the barrel. The price increase should come later on because the oil you have now, you already have it. It's what's later, and to me, that is what this is where they see an opportunity and they just take it.
2: That's absolutely what we have seen happening with the consumer products over the past couple of years. Inflation was actually a good thing for some. But not for the consumer. Not
1: for the consumer. Today's big thanks go out to the one and only Murray Feldman. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do You want that Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.